Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Rowan, and along with my wife, Jill, we serve as the lead pastors of a three-small location multi-site church, C3 Camden, Picton, and Thoreau in southwestern Sydney and the Illawarra. On this podcast, Jill and I discuss all matters ministry and share some of the things we've learned and are still learning along the way in our 30-plus years of pastoral ministry experience. It's our particular hope that this podcast will be of help to small church pastors and their teams and encourage you to continue to minister effectively to the wonderful people that God has entrusted into your care. that we express on this podcast are our own and not necessarily those of the church or denomination that we're a part of. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback, any comments or suggestions on any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. find out more about us or our church, check out the show notes for links to all the relevant socials and websites. So without any further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Ministry Matters podcast. I'm sitting here with Jill on the October long weekend. We are working on our October long weekend, aren't we, babe? We are working on a public holiday. On a public today. holiday, but uh, we wanted to smash out a few of these. We probably, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be well into November, I think. But we wanted to get a few done before we went away on holidays, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, get a few done, and then we're going to head out and pick up groceries. Yep, yep, doing the, and have a coffee while we're out. Are you, are you allowed to drink coffee now with you? Trip to the naturopath and what they told you you shouldn't shouldn't have. I can have one a day, yeah, and then I can have one decaf, which I have already had. Okay, so so a bottle of water for you then, babe. <laughs> I'll sit there and drink my coffee, and you can have a bottle of water. But I could stretch it to two decafs a day. Oh, is that right? On a special occasion, so maybe is, is a public holiday <laughs> with your husband a special occasion? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to justify when what special occasions are. Yeah, well, she did. But I have say, done well in that I've only had I have had no caffeinated tea today, so I'm, I'm cutting back on stimulants. Good, good. Which is um, yeah, supposedly going to be good so far. You're on a roll. You've been. <laughs> it's three days in. A, this is your third day. Being good, so that's good. Yeah. Yep. It takes a while to get a habit, doesn't it? But <laughs> anyway, on this episode, we we thought we'd just talk about you know something that that's been coming up in conversations for us quite a lot lately around the whole idea of. Maintaining hopefulness, you know, I talk to a lot of people, we talk to a lot of people and we've kind of touched on this a little bit in previous episodes as well and I think we probably will keep revisiting it, is that whole idea of how do we stay hopeful, how do we stay faith-filled when there's mm. tension between uh, where we'd like to be and where we're at. And uh, in, in this particular episode I thought I'd talk to us as leaders, so if you're a pastor, uh, this would be encouraging for you, but if, even if you're leading any aspect of a team or a connect group, I think it's, we think it's, we've been saying it's important, isn't it, that uh, as a leader we maintain hopefulness even in the midst of challenges. And, and there's been lots of challenges, uh, very few, uh, I think very few churches. There are those around that seem to just be kicking goals left, right and centre, but I think for most of us it's it's a challenging, challenging time. And even 
even sometimes I think we see things on social media, it can become discouraging because it seems like, oh, you know, church down the road's doing amazing or whatever. But I think we need to re- always remind ourselves that what we see on social media is often a highlight reel. It's not always um, the reality of yeah, life. Yeah, that might not increase, it might not be a tip for increasing your hope to go and look at everybody else's highlight reel. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. You're a bit discouraged. So maybe the tip is don't go on social media. Just, just while we were sitting here actually right now, our TV, I don't know, oh, you know why our TV's on. I don't know why our TV's on either. But it's just flicking from, you know, ad to ad and the Kardashians um, just came up and I was just thinking that is exactly. Not that we watch, we haven't watched, I've never watched an episode no, of the no. Kardashians. But um, it's just ads. But I was just thinking, looking at them thinking, you know, if we compare ourselves like, you know, yeah. to people that, um, who are amazing, who are, yeah. always look good, who have look like, you know, not that they have it all together but they look like. Exactly. They don't always they have it together either. look like. Um, but even them, you know, even the Kardashians are getting, are getting real, more real these days and they're telling their stories and they're, and I think that's what people want. They don't just want the plastic and polished. No. They kind of want to know uh, that we, we are real. But you're right, we do need uh, to hold on to hope. And um, I was just thinking of the scripture that says, was it Paul, that says hard-pressed on all sides but not forsaken. Yep. So there will be that sort of intense, there will be those intense seasons where we feel like we're, we, you know, there's a hard, we're hard-pressed, circumstances are hard. It's like all sides of our life and world. It might be feeling a bit under the palm, a bit challenged. It might be health, it might be something ministry related, it might be to do with our family, it might be, you know, finances. And it's, I, I love that Paul's able to say, I acknowledge that I am hard pressed on all sides. I'm not denying that. I'm not just doing the whole hyper faith thing of it's all good, it's all good, it's all good, it's all great. I'm blessed, you know, mm. hashtag life is awesome. But he's saying I, I am all pressed, hard pressed on all sides. However, yep. I'm not forsaken. I'm not so forsaken he's able to say it. those two things together. So the fact that we are having hardship is not a sign that we're outside of God's will. And mm. I think that in itself can be an encouragement. I think that's where some aspects of uh, the Christian church haven't always done well. We've painted a picture that, that you know, everything's going to be up and to the right all the time. And and that's not reality. Like Paul, Paul had very challenging and dark times. And so if we can get it inside us that, just because it's not where we'd like it to be, just because maybe we've taken a backward step or a sideways step and we've had to make some changes in, in church life or, or, or move buildings or do something different doesn't mean that um, we're outside the will of God. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that and find hopefulness ourselves and remain hopeful ourselves, that becomes contagious. And, and as leaders, our attitude is going to be contagious for good mm-hmm. or ill, yeah. regardless of whether we even try to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete Scazzaro, doesn't he, talks about how it leak, everything we have inside us leaks out of us. Mm. And if we aren't hopeful, if we aren't in a place, and we get there, we all get there, where, where it, you know, I'm not saying that if you're not feeling hopeful right now that you should just pack up shop. Uh, we all get to places that are dark. Even the Apostle Paul had some very dark times. At one point he said he despaired even of life. So, mm. you know, he was in a dark place as well. So it's not that we don't get there, but if whatever is in us will come out and if we are trying to lead from a place of hopelessness, then I think we need to acknowledge that and go, okay, I need to do something about moving from a place of hopelessness into a place of hopefulness so that then we can lead our people from that perspective because that that's what's going to come out of us, isn't it? Yeah, I think we, we have to do that uh 
we have to you know do that reflection, self-examination. Have to slow down enough to be able to, to do that. Examine our own heart, body, soul, spirit. Where are we at? Uh, and and you know and and somehow find that place. Like David said, I fi- I found my strength in the Lord. And we can't tell you how to do that. None of us can. It's not like we can't. Pre- not give a you formula. A, we can't give you a formula or a prescription. It, it's like it's some, one of those things that we have to get ourselves. We have to get on our knees. We have to get before God. We have to do whatever we have to, whatever it takes, whatever we have to do to get something from God that will give us that hope mm. so that we can move forward and uh, from those times and those places where we feel overwhelmed, we feel stuck, we feel discouraged, which they will come. And I think something of that resilience in us because I think on one level we can feel like when things are, you know, the storm's raging and, and, and the battle's you know the battle's raging. The storms, you know, the storms are surrounding us, and and it's and it feels overwhelming. We could think, and we start to feel discouraged. We might think, well, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm losing my hope, and my hope's going to. What if it keeps diminishing? And what if what if that's it? But I think the key is that you've got more in you than you think. And uh, I I remember I had a time when. You'll remember this where I was at sitting at a, a conference in our movement years ago and I was not in a very good place but I was sitting in this conference and I was in this session and I just, everyone else was, it seemed as though everyone else was having a wonderful time but I just sat there and I typed all these things on my phone about where I was really at and I was really honest with God in that moment and I was like, God, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. Here's where I'm at. And uh, and my sense was in that in that moment that he said to me, Jill, I'm forming a new pearl of great price. Mm. And so I've held on to that. And sometimes when I walk through dark times, there's a little bit of excitement. I hope this doesn't sound weird, but something rises in me of, well, in this, he's forming something in me. Yeah. There's a form of, uh, there's a, a pearl of great price being formed. And he's, he's doing come more through work. The pressure. Yeah. There's more of him going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. This this is walking through the fire. This is refinement. This is good for me. This is going to be okay. And I think from that, and maybe Paul, when Paul talked about uh, hard press on all sides but not forsaken, he was coming from a place of of, of his own belief and reflection that he he, he didn't know the, he knows the faithfulness of God. He knows he won't be forsaken. And I think if we know that deep down then there's a, such a deep assurance there that we know we're going to be okay. God's a good God. He loves us. He's for us. You amen. Know, he is. Yeah, amen. I think, you know, like you made the point there, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but the way that we each have to – well, you have to do business with God. We do need to go back and pour our heart out to him. There's space you – know, scriptures are full of lamenting. There's space to do that, to go, God, this isn't what I want it to be. This, is, this isn't what I thought it would be. But in that process of lamentation – creates space in our heart for God to fill it with fresh hope. And we see that time and time again in the Psalms. And, you know, those of us that are Pentecostal background probably haven't always done lament well. We haven't done that. We've seen that as a, some kind of lack of faith, whereas I think that's essential to faith. So, you know, you, you, you're journaling a lot like that. What, what, I, what I often have to do in these situations, and these are just ideas because I think each, of, each person has to find out what works for them. And if you're, in, if you're in full-time ministry, you can carve out some time for this. But, you know, if you're busy life, it might be a few hours but for me, I think it, it's, it comes to a point where I've got to go, 
like David, I need to strengthen myself in the Lord. And I'll go back and go, God, I need the encouragement of other people. I need you to encourage me. I need my oversight to encourage me. I need other people around me to encourage me. They're all valid um, and necessary, but I also need to come back and, and spend time with God and start. And for me, I'll just often start. And I'm not a big music worship person, as you know. You know, I'd much rather listen to the Bible being read to me than and, and study the, and encounter God in the, in the Bible study as, as opposed to worship. But often in these kind of moments, I'll just go, I'll just find some some f- Jesus-focused worship music and I'll put that on. And, and pretty much my attitude is, God, I'm not leaving here until something changes. Mm-hmm. And I'll often just start to pour out my heart to God. And as I as I do that, I'm asking God, God, give me a vision for what could be. This is This is not what it should be. This is not what I think it could be. What are you doing in this? What does it look like? So I'm asking God to drop into my heart something for the future. And if I can start to get a picture of oh, what that church, what that location might look like, what that small group, what that department could look like, what could be different in that um, and shape that inside me, it starts to kind of grow inside me. And then from there I can go back and talk to God and then I'll I'll start to go, okay, now what are some strategies? What are some ideas? And, and I really... I really have to move into a realm of faith here. And not everyone does this the same way, but in essence, folks, we either believe God's with us or he's not. Mm. And if we believe he's with us, then we believe that he's got the answer to every question. He is the solution to every problem. And so I don't feel as though I have to fix that department or I have to fix that situation in the church or in in that uh, connect group that's not working or whatever. I can go, Lord, you have the answer. Yeah. Choose to believe that he has the answer. That's, it's the choose to believe thing. But that takes time. But uh, what I what I do is I stay in that moment. I don't try to move on to fix it mode until the hopefulness rises in the inside of me. Because mm. I know that I can go into fabrication mode where I can try to do it in my own strength. Mm-hmm. What I have found though is when I, the times when I do that, I might fake it for myself, but I will not fake it for other people. So, you know, main, getting that hopefulness and genuine belief that, you know, this is going to work out. Yeah. You know, our, our Picton location is just moving out of its building, as now a number of churches are, and we're moving out of a building that we've been renting for a long time. And, and and you could look at that and think, is it a backward step or is it a sideways step? And it's not. We're doing it because we don't necessarily have the resources to continue it financially. And I've chosen, we've chosen, and our team have bought into this. It's a credit to the mm-hmm. to, to the church. They've bought into this, going. This is not a backward step. This is actually a step in the right direction for us. And that that came from that sense of getting hopefulness in the inside of us. A wide open door for ministry and a school is there. We're stepping into that. And, uh, you know, I preached on this recently, Acts chapter 8. You know, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And then seven chapters later, they're still in Jerusalem. They're having great revival. It looks looking beautiful in Jerusalem, but they're not fulfilling his mission. And it took mm-hmm. Acts chapter 8, a great persecution to break out, for hardship to break out, for God to propel them into Samaria and beyond. And so, friends, I think when we're facing challenges in church life, don't automatically assume that we're outside the will of God. It, it can actually be, if we, if we get hopeful, it can actually be a key that can unlock something and go, this could be better than what we're experiencing now. This could be better than revival in Jerusalem. We could have revival in Samaria. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have a, a different attitude. And I think if we can grasp that uh, on the inside of us, mm-hmm. it will flow out of us. Mm. So it begins with us, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And then I think uh, I like what you said about for you, you know, you know, you, you need to, would it be right to say you need to soak in that, in that, 
you know, in worship and, and that's a place for you where you can become refreshed. I don't know, in our movement, uh, movement a lot there's a focus on refreshing in the Holy Spirit and um, the anointing of the Spirit and, you know, being saturated by the Spirit. And sometimes when we lose hope, we need a spiritual uh, move of God in, on the inside mm-hmm. as, as pastors, as leaders, oh, as absolutely. ministers. We need, we need an encounter. Yep. And I think we can't, you know, underestimate the need uh, for encounter and what, what God w- might want to do to refresh us, to show us again who he is, to remind us of his goodness, of his faithfulness, to reveal himself to us, to just saturate us with his presence. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's really good and I think we probably need to we need to do that ourselves. It's also probably good to create spaces where we are praying for one another. Doing it in a team environment. In a team environment, yes. asking, you know, because we are a family in the mm. church, asking we're a team. We are, you know, it's good to ask others to pray for us, stand together in faithful areas where we need breakthrough, areas where we've become discouraged. Let's talk to that a moment about asking people because, uh, you know, as I said, we can leak. So if we're discouraged ourselves, there used to be a school of thought that said, well, you don't tell anybody anything. You just have to, you're the leader, you've got to suck it up and work it out. And I think that may have been taken too far the other way. Obviously, we want to be wise and circumspect about who we share our heart with, but I think if we're honest, we need people in our world who pastor us, lead us, our leaders, and I think also a few trusted people around us who we can be honest with and, and who, who even people in who, who we lead but they're trusted, they know us well enough. I think that's where the vulnerability comes in and says, look, if I'm honest, I'm finding this hard right now. I, I want to be hopeful. I, I, you know, I know I can be but I'm not quite there yet. Can we pray together? Can can, can we hear from? Can we we spend some time supporting one another and encouraging one another? Do you think that that, that can work? I think yeah. with the right people, it can, can't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think we've said before we've got to be mindful with uh, people that people don't feel like they have to take responsibility for us. Yes, people that we're leading, we don't want yep. them to have to carry us right and people, worry about us. And um, but reality, yeah, the reality is it's we are a family and we do walk you know, walk through valleys together and walk through mountaintops together. And if we're living in as the family God's called us to be, we we can't hide. You know, there are things that we'll be that we'll notice about where each other's at. And so it it won't be necessarily easy for us to hide that even if we wanted to. Well it'll leak out of us anyway, won't mm. it? Yeah. But if we can get those people in our world that we that we do trust, that we that do have our back, inviting them into it can actually um can actually create a team environment because uh, then you've got a few people on board who are hopeful too. Yeah. If you, especially if a church is going through a time that where hopefulness isn't a prevalent culture value, mm-hmm. and I think most churches will have times when there's there's hard knocks. And I think um, if you can get a core group of people who are hopeful and are committed to praying together and seeing God and getting what I was saying before, if we can all get on the inside of us, this thing of Everything will be all right. I've got Jesus with me. It's going to work out. Yeah. Might not work out the way I think, expecting, but it's going to work out. Then we that becomes contagious and that can flow yes. on yeah. um, into the wider congregation. I think there was this thing of, and I would say this to, you know, we've, we've had people feed, feeding back to us about how challenging church life is and so thank you for your feedback. But if you haven't got people in your world who mm. you can share with, 
we, we've talked about this in previous episodes, I think we want to be able to create that culture of safety. We want to be able to create an environment where we can encourage one another and spur one another on. So reach out. We're not gonna, we've been there. We're not going to judge or criticise. I, I don't think any of us can do the Christian ministry life alone. Mm. And so if we can support one another, spur one another on, lift one another up when the others are going having hardship, then I'd say let's move in that direction. Reach yeah, out to us. Yeah. Because you're right, it, it's it's contagious when we start to see hope rise and it's exciting and uh, the turnaround that can happen when um, in the atmosphere, uh, you know, that you know, you, when you start to sense spiritual atmospheres, it's hope, it's like, it's like it is, it's, it's, it's a contagious thing, it's exciting. And so I wonder if one of the things that might happen, just reflecting back, thinking back about some conversations that we had a few months ago with some people, um, you know, other pastors, is that we, because of previous experience of things that we maybe tried that didn't go well, we just, we pull back and we say, well, that didn't work. That'll never say, work. Tried that. That didn't work. That didn't work. And we can just feel like, oh, is anything ever going to work, you know? Yes. <laughs> and then, and then and we lose and we lose hope because we don't see things working. And I, I think that's probably something to think about as well as when we are going to take that step to go, Let's go again. And, you know, it doesn't mean, I think, manage expectations. Mm. So it doesn't have to be a big thing. But look for small wins yep. and, and celebrate the wins and celebrate the people where, where the wins where the wins are happening. Are happening yeah. And get them to share their story and then that becomes something that becomes a bit contagious and becomes a bit exciting. And, uh, you know, small wins, quick wins, Set people up for wins, you know. Yes. So let's set that that creates some, a bit of momentum. Yes. Yeah, you know, Pastor yeah. Phil, I've heard him say many times over the years, underproject, overperform, and I think that's that concept. If you can get anything that's a win, that'll feed faith, won't it? That'll feed encouragement. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Celebrate, and that's you do that really well. It's harder for me because I'm a task oriented person, so I go right, tick that box. Let's move on to the next thing I need to do. Great, we achieved we achieved the goal of running one hundred meters. Now I need to run the next three hundred meters. Um, so it take it takes concerted effort on my part to right. stop and pause and celebrate the fact we reached the 100 metre mark. Yeah, sometimes we can do planning meetings and we can just talk about the future, future, future and we can forget to have a conversation and reflect and be grateful and thankful to yep. people who have uh, done did the last thing that was good. I feel and convicted now. Apologies <laughs> to all those that are listening from our locations that know that Rowan doesn't do this well. Um, I'm, I'm aware I don't do it well. It's not the way I'm wired. But it, as a pastor, it's very important. As a leader, it's very important that we do make people feel valued. Because sometimes people who don't live in the church world like us, they might think, oh, they talked about that thing for weeks and weeks and weeks and then they just started talking about the next thing. Yeah. And no one – and did how did that go? And they don't know whether it went – whether it didn't go well or they don't because they don't ever hear about it again if they weren't actually directly involved in it. So I think it, giving feedback to the church, saying, yeah, yeah, you know that thing we were talking about, this is what happened and giving that feedback True. is good and uh, lets people go, oh, we had some wins. We there. had some wins. Yeah, we got some runs on the board. Maybe in the last couple of minutes, let's let's talk to the other aspect because I, I hear this sometimes too, um, certainly um, among Pentecostal circles, is that when we're talking faith and hopefulness, Sometimes I've even had our leaders will say, you know, oh, yeah, but people just think that you're hyping them up or it's fake, you know, and you're not by, by speaking hopefulness and speaking faith, you're actually diminishing the fact that life is hard, that there are challenges. Mm. I think there is a way, I was saying this to one of our leaders recently, there is a way to speak hopefulness that still acknowledges the fact that people are time poor or 
things haven't been working the way they where they were. But a leader leads. A leader acknowledges that, and it's not it's not ignoring that. It's acknowledging that, and then speaking words of life over that, mm. isn't it? And it and it can. I think for me, I can only do that once I get it in me. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, back to I've got to ask myself, am I hopeful? If I'm not genuinely hopeful, there's no point in me trying to lead other people in hopefulness. What will happen is I'll, I'll, I'll lead people out of frustration and they'll become, it'll become drivenness, which will actually perpetuate that sense of, oh, this is all too hard, I give up, I haven't got time in my life. So get it inside of us. and It's not fake. If you've got it inside of you, it will come out of you in a way that will be contagious, won't it? Yeah, that's right. It makes me think of the scripture about these bones, these dry bones will mm. live. Sometimes mm. it's our language rather than looking at the dry bones and staying there and observing the dry bones and how dead they are and how dry they are and how sad it is that they're dead and gone and all of our, you know, all of that. Yeah, there's, all the people who used to be in our church or whatever. <laughs> yeah, true. There's got to be that. There's that moment of, oh, the God factor. These all things, bones all can things are possible. Again. That's right. Prophesy to those dry bones. Yeah. These, this, this, this is, these, these bones can live. Amen. And, uh, yeah, we, we do have to get that. And that is something that I, I believe God does put on the inside of us. It doesn't mean we won't get weary, don't need a break, don't need encouragement, don't need some supports from outside. Maybe when we get, you know, overwhelmed with, you know, with discouragement or despair or become flat, like we need, mm. you know, we need help, we need intervention, mm. you know, we need uh, we need supports at those times but uh i think I, asking people to pray for you and help you to get that perspective to change mm, your perspective mm. call up your pastor call up your leader and say look i'm finding this hard right now i know this is where i i want to be but i'm not there can you pray with me can you can you help me where might i be missing what might what might be holding me back from seeing this but there might be some genuine things that god wants to work on in your life that's preventing you from being hopeful maybe some past trauma or some some learned behaviors that need to be unlearned but we, we can all move to people of faith. In, yeah. And the Apostle Paul's the master at this. I mean, pressed down but not knocked out. He says, I want you to know that even though I'm in prison, it's mm-hmm. served for the purpose that everyone in prison, everyone in Caesar's household knows that I am now in chains for the gospel. Yeah. He had a way. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that to those who were doing it tough, to hear the Apostle Paul do that. I, don't, I, don't, I never get this sense of, oh, it's all right for you, Paul. Yeah. You're just some superhero. No, the guy's in prison. So there was a way in which his fatherly attitude yeah. inspired something. I feel inspired by Paul when he acknowledges hardship but still says, but God. Yeah, uh, I, think- I do too. And I, and I also think that when you look at the early church and, uh, you know, you read letters, look through the scriptures, you know, and you know from the historical perspective of the persecution they were under and the messiness of what they must have been living and there would have been every reason to, to not have hope think, well, I don't know, this thing's not working. What about way back, you know, in the day of Pentecost we had thousands and, and now, we're being now what's going and martyred. on? Yes, exactly. You know, this is, this is not what we thought was going to happen, uh, you know, but we're still here today yeah. because of the, the faithfulness of people through the generations that have had hope yeah. and have gone, you know, on oh, from my generation on my watch, I'm going to hold on to hope. I'm going to keep going. So, yeah, cool. Well, as we wrap this one up, how about we do – Something we, I don't think we've done this on, on this podcast yet. How about we pray? Because if there's people listening to this who are feeling discouraged, not feeling hopeful, let, let's uh, let's pray that they'll get a fresh revelation of, of hopefulness from the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do that? Yeah, sure. Lord, I thank you that uh, you are here with us and uh, you have a great heart for every 
pastor, every leader, every church. And Lord, we ask that uh, you would meet with each pastor, each leader who's listening right now, who needs that uh, infusion of hope, who needs uh, something fresh in the way of, of hope in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls. And uh, Lord, we just ask that uh, you would come and you would, uh, yeah, you would just do um, do a work, Lord. That you would open our uh, open our eyes to what you would have us see. You would help us see beyond our circumstances. You would help us to see um, uh, the bigger vision, Lord, of what you've called us to. You'd remind us of your faithfulness, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would give us um, just a fresh revelation. Uh, as we listen to this, as we discuss this today uh, of of who you are. And, Lord, help us just with a practical next step of whether it's to reach out, whether it's to speak to someone, to ask someone for prayer, just to maybe it's to, just to come away on our own with you and sit with you in your presence and uh, and stay in that place until uh, until you turn up, until you speak to us. And, Lord, whatever it is, I just pray that you would minister in uh, might and strength and power and that hope would rise in the hearts of your people. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us. And if you do want to reach out, uh, our Facebook, our Instagram accounts are in the, in the show notes. Uh, we'd love to chat with you, support you, help you to find out uh, that, that network around you so you can feel encouraged. Let's, uh, let's spur one another on towards love and good deeds, as it says in Hebrews, and we need to keep doing that because life can be hard, but God is always good and faithful. Amen. 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 Thanks for being Thank with you. us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ministry Matters podcast. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you or you think it could be to others, we'd be so grateful if you'd share it with your friends on the socials. So before you head back into your day, if you could take a moment to like our Facebook and Instagram pages and share them with your friends, that would be awesome. You can find us by searching at Ministry Matters Podcast, all one word. And one last thing that just helps the podcast algorithm to work for us. We'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts so every new episode will be loaded straight to your device. And for those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you know when a new episode drops. All the links you need are in the show notes. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.